Good morning. Welcome to Faith in the Morning. Something good is going to happen to you today, so expect miracles. God loves you so much. You are greatly loved, so live, abide, dwell in his love. We've been talking about the love of God this week on Faith in the Morning, and I encourage you, if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead, subscribe to us on YouTube, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, rate us highly so other people can discover us. However you're watching on Faith Plus or on Facebook, share so other people can be encouraged by the messages we shared this week, because we're focusing on how much God loves you you and he really does cool let's start off say god loves me go ahead say it again say god loves me and the thing is i want you to i want this to be so drawn so drilled down in your heart and soul that throughout the week you just say yep god loves me it just slips out you're not even thinking about it yep god loves me god loves me god loves me and today for today's message i want to look back at a message i shared last year called the supply of god God has a supply for you and he's going to provide for you because he loves you. Listen to this message and listen to it with ears to hear because God loves you. So what he's saying, when it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, and the water fell when the windows of heaven were open and the gushers came up, there was so much water, it covered the highest mountain by 22 feet. It was so much water, it covered the highest mountain by 22 feet. Which lets me know when God opens up the windows of heaven over my life, when he pours out his blessing on me, what he pours out is bigger than my biggest problem by at least 22 feet. When he pours out something on my life, it is bigger than the greatest circumstance by over 22 feet. When God opens the windows of heaven on my life, what he pours out is way more than enough to swallow up the problem, to swallow up the circumstance, to swallow up the lack, to swallow up the situation. So we can't be lack conscious. We need to be supply conscious because our supply is greater than the lack. Our supply is greater than the need. Doesn't matter what the need is in front of you, whether it's financial, whether it's health, whether it's wisdom, whatever it may be, the supply that God has for you is greater. Let's look at another scripture when God opens the windows of the doors of heaven. Go to Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Psalm 78. Let's look at verse 23. Psalm 78, verse 23. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and opened the doors of heaven and had rained down manna upon them to eat and had given them of the corn of heaven, man did eat angels' food. He sent the meat to the full. So a lot of us are familiar with what this is talking about. That in the wilderness, God fed the people of God with manna from heaven. Now, sometimes when we think about manna falling from heaven, we think, well, there's a little bit here and a little bit there. You know, Johnny had enough and Shaquita had enough and Paco had enough and Big Mama had enough and God was just gracious to everybody. But some rabbinical literature gave some light 
to how much fresh manna God poured out every morning. Because he poured it out on six days of the week, and the extra was on the sixth day, so they didn't have to work on the seventh. So every morning, there was enough fresh manna to feed Israel for 2,000 years. Every morning, the rabbi said, manna, fresh manna fell to feed Israel for 2,000 years. That's equivalent to 4,500 tons of manna every morning. 4,500 tons of manna. And so in the whole time they were in the wilderness, that would have mean 67.5 million tons of manna fell. Talking about the supply of God, 67.5 million tons of manna fell, which means there wasn't just a little manna here, a little manna there. It was everywhere. It was more than enough, which is another name of God. He's El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. So it wasn't lack. Because God told me you can go and get whatever you want. So if you're feeling extra hungry this day, get what you want. God was not stingy with his blessing. God wasn't limited to his outpour. When he opened the windows of heaven, so much came out that entire nation had way more than enough. You know, that reminds me of James 1. Let's go there. This is just who he is. And you have to remember that a whole generation was born and grew up in the wilderness, and they saw the abundance of God as normal. They, supplied, they saw the supply of God as normal. Because you imagine being born in the wilderness, and every day Krispy Kreme donuts were falling from heaven. You just went out and picked up one. That was your normal. And some rabbi said that it would taste like whatever you wanted it to taste like. And come on, you know, if it came from God, it had all the nutrients you needed for your body. Could you imagine eating donuts that had all the nutrients and wasn't giving you any bad calories? Could you imagine the supply of God? And to them, that was normal. They grew up seeing the supply of God. It's like, of course it's going to happen. They have to wonder, oh, is it going to rain tomorrow? Is, what do you mean, is it going to rain manna from heaven? You're crazy. What? Of course it is. The supply of God. See, James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Let's look at verse 16. Do not err, my beloved brethren, every good and perfect gift. This word perfect means upgrading and completing gift is from above and comes down. This phrase in the Greek comes down means like a thunder shower. And we're very familiar with thunder showers in Georgia. That everything can look clear for one moment and you walking outside and whoosh, and you soaked like that. That's the picture here. Good and upgrading and completed gifts come down from God like a thunder shower with whom is no variable, it's neither shadow turning. This is who he is. This is his character, and this is his supply, which he has made ready for you and wants to pour out on your life as you walk in reverence towards him and walk in faith towards him. Now, well, how did Jesus minister? Go to John 6. 
I want you to be so supply conscious when you leave this place, you forget there's a lack. John 6. Let's start with verse 1. After these things, Jesus went over to the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, and a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were in disease. And so how the Greek painted pictures, they kept seeing and seeing and seeing and seeing and seeing all the miracles that Jesus kept doing and doing and doing. And there was a creative flair to his miracles. It was a theatric ability about Jesus with these miracles he did that no one had seen before. So they just kept following as Jesus kept doing to such a point that Jesus was the biggest tourist attraction of Capernaum. Like they say now, they said then, Capernaum, the city of Jesus. And it was by important routes that if you were heading to Jerusalem, you can stop by Capernaum. And so there was a big festival, big feast coming up, and so people knew Jesus was there. And so they came to watch him do all the miracles he was doing. They were following him. And Jesus went up into a mountain and sat there with his disciples, and the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company which came unto him, he said unto Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? So can you imagine, Kurt, if I just came up to you, you know, everybody was gathered together, and by this case, it's about 20,000 people. Kurt, where can we buy food so that everybody here can eat? Yep, exactly. This is Philip's moment when Jesus asked him that question. And it says, this Jesus said to prove them, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him and said, 200 penny worth or 200 days wages is not enough to feed all these people. Look at him. You know he can eat a lot. All these people. If we had 200 days wages in the bank, that is not enough for everyone here to have a, even a little bit. Jesus, Messiah, sir. Then one of his disciples. Can, so can you imagine, Mr. Kurt, Minister Eisman, so now you're trying to figure out how are we going to feed all these people? And then Andrew walks up. And says, there's a little kid here. It's a lad, so he's less than five years old. He's got five loaves and two fish. And we like to think these are like some big loaves of bread. Maybe some French bread, some big baguettes. And some of these large fishes. No. Remember, this is a little kid's lunch. It's a five-year-old. The word for loaves are like crackers. The fish were like the size of anchovies. Andrew walks up to Jesus' staff meeting and brings a Lunchable. Well, y'all looking for food, but Jesus, look, I brought a Lunchable. You know, Peter, you know Matthew by now, like, shut up. A Lunchable? Why would you interrupt our deep think tank right now to bring us a lunchable. But even Andrew said, what are they among so many? 
And she said, make the men sit down. The word men here actually means heads of family. And so there are heads of family. You know, you have multi-generational families then like you do now. So there are multiple people living in different homes who are traveling together. So whoever's the head of the family, it says 5,000 of them sit down. So there are 5,000 families represented right there. So if you have 5,000 families, you know you have way more than 5,000 people. You have at least 20,000 people gathered there. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he gave thanks, this phrase again, he just kept giving thanks and giving thanks and giving thanks. And as he was giving thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down, and likewise of the fishes as much as they would. So what happened? When they took what was not enough, and they put it in the hands of Jesus, it became more than enough. So you may look at your life right now and say, well, I'm not enough. I don't have enough. I can't handle this. No, no, no. Put yourself in the hands of Jesus. And when you do, you'll become more than enough for whatever you're facing. You've put your hands, you put your life in the hands of the blessed one. But even more so, Jesus, what did he do? He blessed it and he gave thanks. And so you might see why well, I feel limited right now. We'll just give thanks. Because things multiply in the hands of the people who are grateful. Things multiply in the hands of the people who are grateful for what God gave them. If all you have is a Lunchable, be grateful for that Lunchable. Because knowing the supply of God, it's not going to stay a Lunchable for long. And so Jesus divided it so you know it was something to start with those little crackers and those anchovies and begin to divide it and divide it and divide it. And maybe those 12 apostles so went into their hands and then it started multiplying in the hands of the people as they passed it around. And then it says they ate as much as they would. Doesn't mean they were polite because, you know, you have some people who are polite when they eat. Now, some of you, you know, you may remember when you ladies, you remember when you first started dating. Some of you had the philosophy of why well, I'm going to be a polite eater. I'm not going to let them know how much I'm really going to eat. Some of y'all looking at me, it's like, Pastor, don't tell our secrets right now. We all know polite eaters who, when they go to someone's house, and if the food is not that good, ooh, you know what? I think I extended my fast a couple days. But I just have a little bit right now. Polite eaters. This word doesn't mean they're polite eaters. It ate as much as they would. This paints the picture of Thanksgiving where you know you didn't need the second course, but you had it anyways. You know you didn't need your third helping of sweet potato pie. You know you didn't need your fourth half helping of macaroni and cheese. You know you didn't need all that extra stuff, but she's like, you know what, that's okay, I'll make up for it one day. And then you just kept going. And by the time you're done, you're like, whew, man, I should have eaten that whole pie myself. You're full. That's what it described here. This whole crowd, was Thanksgiving level full. From a lunchable in the hands of Jesus. He might say, well, that's greed. No, it's the supply of God. God didn't mind that they had so much until they were full. He's the one who provided it. He's the one who made it available. And if they wanted more, they got more. Why? It was the supply of God. And then when Jesus said, now go gather up the fragments that remain. How are you going to have fragments from a Lunchable? 
But if it's the supply of God, there's always more than enough. And as they began to gather, they found 12 baskets full. And these aren't even small baskets. These baskets are also luggage compartments. So imagine you going on a trip. Because remember, these people were heading to Jerusalem. And you had 12 bags of luggage full of overflow. That's what it's talking about here. We're going to pause it right there for today. If you want to hear the rest of the message, you can go to the Faithless app and listen to it. It's called The Supply of God. But we'll jump right back in tomorrow. Remember, God has supply for you. He's going to provide for you. He has good plans for your life because He loves you. Have a great day.